Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 253. Yeah, 253. 253. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much a candy bar costs nowadays. Back in my day, it only cost 53. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, on this episode, we do have an awesome interview. It's going to be a fun story. So stay tuned to listen to uh, our conversation with Danny and Jameson of Clover's Curfew. Uh, we're going to be playing some music off of their LP that was released late fall, early winter, depending on where you live or your perspective. Yeah. But as far as the season yep. goes, it was late fall, and it is going to be awesome. We have a bunch of tracks coming up. They're going to talk about those tracks. We are going to get to all of that, but we'll, let's get to new stuff that has recently come out. We'll be coming out. I'm going to go through this list quick. It's not quite as long as some of the other ones I've done, but uh, it's still long enough, so... On the 22nd of February, Down Goes Goodman put out, I Thought We Were Hanging Out, it's an EP, Trophy Jump put out Feels on Horn and Hoof Records on the 22nd, Obscene Revenge put out Terror to Distract EP, cool band out of Italy, I like that release, a cool band out of Russia, Mr. X, they released Worst in XUSSR, that's two S's, I think I might have said three, uh, since 2003. Kinda best of. So you can go check that out. There's some cool tracks on it. Midwich Cuckoos put out uh, Glory, which is the other half of Death or Glory uh, EP series, but they do actually have a full length coming out called Death or Glory on uh, April 8th. So be on the lookout for that. Simple Reasons put out No Way Home. It's a single on. Little Willie Records on the 23rd, Running Running Stitches put out Stuck on Wanda Records on the 24th, Violent Unrest put out Can't Break Me Single, which is actually two tracks. They put that out on the 24th. Wolfric put out Clones, which is on Lockjaw Records on the 25th. Meth Rats put out Ultimate Culprit on the 25th. Also on the 25th, Ceasefire put out So Sick. Blues and Glory put out a new single called Betrayed. Chum Huffer put out Blood in the Water, Faz Waltz put out Hot Cold Fever and A Lot of Lovin' a single, which is also a two-track single. On the 28th, Bricktop out of Tucson, Arizona, they put out Broken Bottles and Suicide Throttles. Mortalis out of Mexico, they put out uh, Puro Odio, Puro Muerte, that's a single, which is actually just a single. <laughs> uh, Subalternos put out Injustica, it's probably in Eustica, uh, something like that. Uh, hopefully I'm saying it right. <laughs> it's a single. It's it's in Portuguese. Uh, Screed, S-C-R-E-E-D. They put out uh, What Have We All Became, and they put that out on March 1st. Also on the first, Bang a Bang Cocktail put out self-titled on TNS Records, and that's B-E-N-G, Bang Bang. On the first, Funeral Dress put out a new single called All Politicians Are Cunts. Uh, I like that APAC, the little take on APAC. Yes, it's APAC. Yep. A- uh, what was that? ACAB. Yes, there you go. 
all cops are bitches. Yes. <laughs> In this case, it's all politicians are cunts. Uh, that's some of the artwork that you know kind of correlates with that ACAB. Uh, Duck and Cover put out their second single of uh, their three that will be coming out for that EP. This is Attention Economy. We played this a couple weeks back. It's cool single. Pilsoners put out Somuna Generacio on Tough Ain't Enough Records. That's an EP on the first. Excuse me, Last Real Hero put out Back to the Sun on the first. Lawmaker put out a new single today, the second, called Moving On. It's awesome. They have a new EP that will be coming out soon. Smash Your Enemies put out Genocide, or will be, on the fourth. Genocide EP on the fourth. And that reminds me, it's Bandcamp Friday this uh, March 4th. I have a bunch of stuff saved up that over the last week or so that mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I'm going to just wait. I don't need it right the second. I'm going to get it when the bands can get the most money out of me because I plan yeah. on getting it anyway. So go support the bands on Bandcamp this Friday. And on Bandcamp News, the video mm-hmm. game company that does... Epic. Epic. There you yeah. go. Uh, does like Unreal and stuff like that have partnered up. So they're not going to offer anything less I'm curious as to see how it will be better. Yeah, I got the email of that today, and they're basically, uh, it was a long one. It was an yes. essay of an email. Right. <laughs> but they were saying that it's basically a way to kind of uh, push Bandcamp into a more international front, like uh, right. to get more on the, uh, excuse me, to get more like on a billboard spectrum, you know, hypoth- not hypoth- figuratively speaking, okay. like that. You know, just to get the just to get the name out there where it's like you think of a uh, where when you think think of streaming music you want to think Bandcamp not Spotify <laughs> right I agree and I, I think Bandcamp does a good job I hear a lot of complaints about other places and all things considered as far as digital music goes I to me it seems like one of the best you know means for bands to to do it yeah and. Uh, you know, you're not going to lose much. You don't really get all like the same type of recommendations or maybe whatever. And obviously the podcasts aren't there, but they are, mm-hmm. they offer some way to stream. I haven't done it yet or seen it yet, but it's either just recently come out or will be recently coming out. The Bandcamp will offer bands the ability to stream live from Bandcamp as well. Yeah, that's what, that was another thing that they were uh, going to be pushing for as well. So a lot of, a uh, lot of good things, good intentions that are coming about in this, uh, uh, in this, uh, what is it? This evolution. There right. We go. <laughs> um, but yeah, in practice, we'll see. We'll see how it happens. Right. You know, hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully, Bandcamp doesn't become the next uh, Spotify. We, we hope not. Yes. Yeah, we know how. <laughs> we know how grimy Spotify can be on the uh, business end. Yeah. Well, I. We get nothing for from them. We, we're not sponsored by Bandcamp. I just think that uh, as far as digital uh, media goes for bands, that it is the best option. That's why I talk about it so frequently on this show and over on Punkanoi Worldwide. We get nothing from them, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't see that changing anytime soon. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> just recommending uh, where I like to go get uh, digital music from. Yeah. The only thing we sell are shirts. Right. Buttons. Yes. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, keep supporting the bands on Bandcamp. That's, uh, you know, it's with uh, Apple Music and Spotify, it's like a Walmart and Target. Right. You know, but Bandcamp is sort of like your uh, local record shop. As <laughs> close as you like can that. get to it as far as digital music goes. Yep. 
Uh, to finish out the list on the fourth again, because that's Bandcamp Friday. Smash Your Enemies releasing Genocide. That's an EP. Belmont's releasing Aftermath on Pure Noise Records. Just Friends also releasing on Pure Noise Records. Hella, H-E-L-L-A. Uh, Not the Ones are releasing All Cut Up on the fourth. Then on the ninth, James Domestic is releasing Carry On Repeating, and that's C-A-R-R-I-O-N, Carry On Repeating. Flogging Molly will be releasing a new single on the 10th called These Times Have Got Me Drinking. That's a single. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> Drug Church is releasing Hygiene on the 11th. Warfare is releasing Doomsday on Triple B Records on the 11th. The Von Tramps are releasing Go on the 11th. And finally, Whiskey's Wake is releasing something new. I don't have the title, but they are putting out a new release on March 11th, which will be leading us you know, that following week into the following Thursday being St. Patty's Day. So a lot of folk punk, Celtic punk, and all of those type of things. I'm sure we'll get some of those fun type releases. Uh, hence, you know, the Whiskey's Wake and Flogging Molly and any mm-hmm. others that I might not be mentioning, uh, you know, on that list right there. Well, I mean, tis the season. It tis the season. <laughs> tis the season. <laughs> well, let's get into some actual new music. I think I... No, actually... I talked plenty about new music. What do you have to add? I don't want to skip anything that you have to add. The only uh, the only thing I have to add is uh, not necessarily punk, not necessarily hardcore, but kind of is. And that's uh, that's the latest album from, well, not even the latest album. Okay, okay, it is, but it's also just the first album from Corpse Grinder. Yeah, we all know Corpse Grinder. He's the lead vocalist of Cannibal Corpse. Has been ever since the mid-90s. Uh, crawl- yeah, coming in after uh, Chris Barnes. And if you've been following uh, Metal Sucks or uh, Loudwire lately, you know Chris Barnes by making some uh, headlines. Oh, God, it's such an edgelord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, it, it, that's a whole thing. Go, look, go check it out. It's pretty funny, actually. But anyway, Corpse Grinder, he teamed up with uh, uh, Jamie Josta to produce a... A solo album that's just called Corpse Grinder, and yes, it's got it's got all the death metal you would expect from, you know, from Corpse Grinder. He is the death metal god. He is the man with the neck. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically become so, he's become so ingrained with death metal and in the public view, the public metal view that he's become a meme. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the. Like I was saying, it has all the death metal, but you can tell that Jossa had a lot of, kind uh, of had a lot of sway into making it a uh, hardcore album. Okay, I don't want to say objectively that was a thing because Corpse Grinder does listen to a lot of hardcore and punk music in his spare time. Yeah, yeah. Think of it that just think about that for a minute. You look at a man like Corpse Grinder; he's just this stocky monolith of a man with that grimacing face, and he's just got that hair covering it up. But he said he just loves listening to bands like Youth of Today. So he's got his foothold in a lot of punk music and hardcore music, and now this is just a way of him crossing those two. So check that album out if you uh, love death metal, if you love hardcore, like heavier hardcore. I'm talking hate breed style. Then yeah, you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised. I feel I know I was. I'll probably be playing something on that in the next couple of episodes, but we shall see when, if and when I can fit it in. <laughs> All right. All right. As well, speaking of hardcore yeah. music, there's yes. some new stuff that came out. Yes, there is some new stuff from uh, our Nick of the Woods here in the Salt Lake scene. There have been a lot of uh, 
there have been a lot of happenings within the last few months. If you remember a couple episodes ago when I was talking about, actually, I think it was the last episode. I was talking about the show that I had been to at the Beehive with pretty much four of the five bands that were playing their first shows ever. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that included Absolved, that included Run Into the Sun, and also today's subject, Spent. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Spent, they, uh, yeah, they've actually been, uh, I've been kind of amping them up a little bit just uh, on the Instagram saying, hey, here's some new albums, some new EPs to check out from the latest and greatest from Salt Lake Hardcore. And I put uh, all those aforementioned bands on that list. And Spent was like, hey, when are you going to give a shout out on your podcast? They were meaning like the Lead Melodies one because I made that post on that Instagram. Right. <laughs> and I was like, well, not exactly on this one, but you will be getting a shout out on SLC Punkcast. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, spent. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your fucking shout out. <laughs> spent <laughs> released an EP last month on the 11th called To Be Written. And I did go on the record saying that. Uh, Hold on. <laughs> I did go on the record saying on To Be Written that the music was good, but the production just really sucked. It was, uh, yeah, it just like uh, held everything back and reserved it. I was like, I got to really turn up the volume on this one to really hear it. And even then it just sounded really flat. But Spent, they realized that. And they were like, yeah, we got to go back and remaster this. So they did. And... As of uh, last week, last Wednesday, when I said that they might be doing that, turns out they did do that. And I listened to that EP. It sounds so much better. Awesome. So much better. Little elements of all the old school hardcore and even some thrashy bits. There's some guitar solos. There's some like nice little downstroking, uh, uh, two-step inducing riffs. It's a great EP. The one that stood out to me the most was the song Death Grip. It's the... It's the thrashiest, bashiest HXC song that's uh, represented on this EP and of the band Spent themselves. This EP is not a bad outing for these guys. Uh, kind of a second outing. <laughs> but now that it's fully realized, production-wise, I believe that they are a credit to the Salt Lake Hardcore scene. How's that for a shout-out, Spent? All right. <laughs> Play the damn song. This is Death Grip. You 
Some of uh yeah, some of it sounds a bit like uh a bit like power trip and then some of it comes in sounds like a uh I guess expire. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got like I said, equal parts hardcore, equal parts uh metal. And also this is the band that covered uh Fat Lip by some forty one at that show a couple weeks ago. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's like we do we know what you listened to in the past. You were either a pop punk kid, you were either a scene kid, or a me- or a uh, new metal kid. So here, here you go. Because <laughs> I mean, that's what the majority of hardcore kids were back in the day. Not me. I was just a normie. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you could say I was a new metal kid, and that I listened to that the most in my in my teen years. But I didn't dress like it. <laughs> I had no Jenko jeans with all the chains in it. I didn't have the frosted tips and the shirts that were way too big for my body. Right. <laughs> wearing all the little uh, cool bling bracelets on there, wearing like some wearing like some silver chains that you, the latest trend from Hot Topic or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did uh, I did dress like that. I just dressed, you know, I came in wearing my skate shoes, my little Metallica t-shirt and my blue jeans. Nice. So I looked like a skateboarder, I guess, and I was. So there you go. <laughs> you looked the part. Yeah, I don't know where that. I don't know why I had to uh, voice that, but I'm trying to keep it focused here. Spent. You guys are great. That EP is great. That was a good. Yeah, good on you guys for re. Not re-recording, but remastering it. Now it sounds better, and you guys are better because of it. <laughs> Okay, not really. You guys are great live, though. I want to play more shows with you guys. Awesome. All right, well, we got uh, new tracks. We got a bunch of stuff to get to, so I'm going to get through some of it quick because we got an interview to get to. So Tiananmen Squares, yeah. they released uh, a new EP in December, December 10th, and it's called Straight Edge Till Payday. And, again, it came out December. They released – this was the first single came – actually, they released it on – October 31st, but the whole EP came out on December 10th. The single's called New Fan. If you're unfamiliar with the Tiananmen Squares, they are out of Omaha, Nebraska. They started in 2016. Let's listen to some music. We've played them on the show before off of previous release. Let's see what you think of this one. Here we go with New Fan. Yeah, I just got out of bed 
new fan. That is Tiananmen Squares out of Omaha. I don't know if uh, when the last time we played him. It was a while ago. Do you remember that? Or maybe that is even before. I do not remember A band out of Nebraska because we don't play very many bands out of Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say. Is like, wow, Nebraska is offering us something else other than corn. Right? <laughs> Uh, but I've had friends who have been through Nebraska, like who have uh, toured there, and yeah, they they aren't kidding. The stereotype is correct. There are miles, like scores of miles of cornfields. <laughs> it's like that's as far as the eye can see, and it's the and it's in the Great Plains, so there are no mountains to really break anything. You just see, you know, <laughs> you just expect. You're just kind of expecting to see he who walks behind the rose anytime soon. <laughs> well, to answer my own question, episode 196, January 27th of 2021, it's a little over a year ago, hmm. played a track called A Drinking Song for a New Generation off their previous release called Nothing Can Kill the Grimace. So it was only a little over a year ago. I knew it wasn't too uh-huh. long ago, but it was. that's actually even sooner than I thought. So je- definitely go out and check out Tiananmen Squares. Vaguely uh, remember that. I think there's like five total tracks on that EP. Uh, other cool ones to check out. That one was New Fan. Let's get into some more. As I said, we got stuff to get to, so let's get to the music. You got to hear the music. That's why you come to the show anyways, hearing music. So, yeah. Rotunda, they're out of Birmingham in the UK. They released an EP called Total Carnage. I think there's six tracks on that EP. But an EP nonetheless, because most of the tracks are somewhere in that just under two minutes up to like two and a half minutes. So if it's on a seven inch, that makes it an EP. <laughs> yep. Yep. If it's more than two songs on a seven inch, it is an EP. Otherwise, it's a single. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have about six. We're going to listen to the track called War is Coming off of Total Carnage. It was released October 9th of 2021, so just a few months ago. It's coming up on about six months ago it looks like but uh cool one i'm glad the band reached out get this on our radar let's check it out you check it out here's rotunda with war is coming Fuck you! 
That is Rotunda. Oh yeah, yeah. Both of those, uh, both of those bands, uh, Tiananmen Squares and Rotunda, they have that old school '90s feel to it, like uh, the grimy '90s, like the first recordings of the street punk bands we know today. Right. Yeah, it's got that. It's just got that rugged lo-fi production, and it's got that. Uh, it's just got that attitude behind it. Right. You know, that's what it, that's what it reminds me of. I can't put my finger on any one band, but we'll just say that entire uh, genre and its uh and its conception days as a whole. Cool. <clears throat> I agree. It's awesome. Check them out. We had Tiananmen Squares, Rotunda, Spent, uh all EPs, but all cool EPs. Eric, let's get into uh some more you know, lesser known, I guess, <laughs> bands. Oh, they are definitely lesser known. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a band uh, also from Salt Lake City, and I have played before on this podcast a band called Wake of an Arsonist. And yeah, back in uh, I would like to say 2019, it was a couple of years ago. I played their song "Grade" from their album "The Face of Nothing." I shouldn't say album; it is an EP. And that is their only release. That is all that they released as a band. They were a very short-lived band, and that is very tragic because they were a good band. <laughs> they were really great. And uh, that's kind of a... We'll just say it like this. They were a band consisting of a lot of vets of Salt Lake Hardcore. So, yeah. Usually when uh, bands like that form with those type of people... They have been around the field a few times. They uh, actually know what sounds they are looking for. They they kind of are more seasoned. They age sort of like a fine wine, <laughs> <laughs> and and sometimes it comes. They come out with some very, uh, very new sounding, very robust music, and it's just tragic because oh, they're never gonna get known. Why? Because they're old. They don't tour. <laughs> <laughs> some of them got families, some of them are married, some of them got their, you know, got careers <laughs> other, aside that from happens. being bands. And it's like, oh, but you're so good as a band. Yeah. But at least they have something recorded, and it's just one EP, Face of Nothing, and the song that I'm going to play is my actual favorite song, and I'm going to have to shut up now, because this is a long one. It is a long one, so bear with me. This is the song Places of Despair.
now your anger is consuming you. Your, your, your anger is shutting down the brain God gave you. God, you know, man, you've been talking about what's going on in me since I was in high school. How the fuck do you know so much about what's going on inside me? No, I know about me. I know about this place. I know about the place you are in. What do you, what do you know about the place I'm in? There was a moment when I used to blame everything and everyone for all the pain and suffering and vile things that happened to me that I saw. Blame everybody, blame society, blame God. I didn't get no answers because I was asking the wrong questions. You have to ask the right questions. Like what? Has anything you've done made your life better? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, that was, uh, I know, it was a bit loaded, especially with that uh, um, quote from um, Sweeney in American History X. Okay. Yeah. Such a, yeah, such a very deep little spiel he goes on right there. Uh, But yeah, as for the band Wake of an Arsonist, once again, very short-lived. And yeah, just kind of adopted a lot of those late 90s uh, math core, mathy bits, uh, the styles that you hear from uh, Converge and Norma Jean and Botch, and also just bringing that into a way where it sounds sludgier, just uh, incredibly slowed down. And speaking of slowing down, yeah, the whole last like uh, three minutes of that song where it's the same breakdown, but it's coming back slower. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that meme. It's like the same riff but slower, and then it's just that. Oh, face. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's a very simple thing, but just slowing down the tempo goes a long way, (laughs) especially in a live setting. Oh, you, uh, you wouldn't know how many, how many fists are flailing. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, that's Wake of an Arsonist. Funnily enough, in their first strain, they started off as a doom metal band. Just very straightforward doom metal. And then they turned into this. Cool. And, yeah, unfortunately, they are not a band anymore. I don't know what the what the former members are doing now. They have since kind of gone off the grid, run into them time and time again. One at a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of all fucking places. But, oh, man, I don't see them out, out at shows anymore, so I don't know what's going on. But we have this to remember them by for now. Awesome. Well, we're going to get on to some more. This band is actually still playing. Uh, I've been trying to go through uh, and get to a lot of emails and messages on Instagram, Facebook, and so forth. And uh, I'm realizing I've missed some stuff, and so I'm trying to get caught up. So, at the time that they reached out, the band being Boring Girls, uh, this was a new release. Bad Mammal came out August 1st, 2021. Unfortunately, I overlooked it, and we're a few months down the road. So it's not not new. It's still new. It's August 1st, but uh, maybe a little bit older than some of the other stuff that I've been playing recently. So here we go. Uh, Off of Bad Mammal that was released then, and by the way, if you were curious, they're from Montreal in Quebec. Uh, The band Boring Girls, we're going to listen to Wasted. So let's do it. Every 
that is Boring Girls. Track is wasted. <laughs> yeah, Boring Girls. They're getting Boring Girl wasted. <laughs> <laughs> they they ain't so boring until they're wasted. Yeah. <laughs> that, we got a lot, of, uh, a lot of hype going on there. A lot of uh, yeah. energy coming out. Yeah. All quips aside, that was uh, that was some fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, there was something. It kind of reminded me a bit of the uh, of the last album put out by Emil and the Sniffers. Okay. Yeah. Just the uh, just kind of that same beat and that kind of a uh, reserved uh, talk singing. Oh, cool. And that's uh, that's honestly what it reminded me of. Not quite as high pitched and uh, sure. not quite as loud. This whole this whole thing just sounded a bit more reserved, which. Uh, is not a bad thing. It was stylized and it works that way. So yeah, I really like the boring girls. You ain't so boring after all. Right? <laughs> Out of Montreal. Good stuff there. Eric, we have uh two albums, an interview, and then we'll wrap the show up. But before we get there, let's talk briefly, uh what do you got? You went to some shows, so tell us about the shows you've been to. Oh uh, yeah, I went to shows. Like I said, uh this time last week I went to go see my friend. Courtney Lane and her band The Chain. <laughs> yeah, it's not a not necessarily a punk rock show, but more like a I say heavy soul. Okay. You know, cuz her voice is incredibly soulful and sultry. It's on par with the likes of the likes of Aretha Franklin. Okay. And and yeah, she plays keys, does the keyboard and does other little uh, uh woozy key effects to uh, add to the sound. And talking of the sound, it's uh, she's followed by a drummer and a bassist holding out that rhythmic section, and the rhythmic section is, it's not that kind of jazzy sway you hear in a regular soul song. It's really more rock oriented, and not just not just classic kind of bar rock. It gets pretty heavy. It gets pretty, it gets pretty dense down there. So it's a nice little uh, contrast, and. Yeah, it's something that's a it's a sound to behold. I really love what they're putting out there. It's a it's just great, and you will be able to hear it. See, uh, I follow her on the uh, Instagram and the Facebook, and and she was posting that she was uh, recording with her band in the studio of Wolf Nunley, who is from Threer, and also is a bartender at Aces High Saloon. Go drink at Aces High Saloon. <laughs> <laughs> And go see Wolf. <laughs> Record your album with him. He's, uh, he knows what he's doing. Uh, as, apart from all those uh, little uh, plugs, I'm excited to hear what uh, uh, when that album or their EP, whatever it is, they've uh, however many songs they've recorded. I'm excited to hear that. Um, yeah, that was the only band I saw on that bill. Sharing that bill was uh, Narc and Fight the Future and Snake Eyes, and that was their first show as well. But I got there super late. All three bands had played before, and I did manage to catch the entirety of Courtney Lane's set. And yeah, I was I was there mainly to see her. I'm I am bummed that I didn't see Snake Eyes, but hopefully that first show is not their last show because I would like to see them. Right? <laughs> Maybe even play a show with them. I'm always <laughs> I'm always scoping for acts to play with, especially ones that don't sound identical to us. Yeah, gotta right. broaden the gotta broaden the horizons, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. And this show is uh, it does lend itself to that because, like I said, I just described. Uh, yeah, I described Courtney Lane in the chain as more like heavy soul, and they're playing with a band like Narc. If you heard Narc, holy hell, they sound nothing like that. <laughs> 
But like I said, they're uh, broadening the spectrum and being more all-inclusive, and that's what's so great. Awesome. Anyway, the other show that I managed to go to was a sold-out hardcore show at Kilby Court, and that was the Mighty Tsunami, along with Fight the Flames. I believe that's what it's called. There are too many words in that, in that band's name. Let me just double-check myself. Where'd you go? Where did you go? Field of Flames. See? See? Field of Flames. Both of which come from the Bay Area, specifically San Jose. I have a very good friend of mine who is from San Jose. And he was excited to be out there in the show repping someone from the Bay Area. That's cool. (laughs) Yep. He even wore his his hockey jersey of the Sharks. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. He wasn't the only one there repping that jersey either. (laughs) There was one other person. Pretty hilarious to me. Oh, man. Anyway, the show, it was great. The opening acts did very well. There was Liar's Tongue. There was Victim to None. First time uh, seeing them. No, actually, it was my second time. My second time seeing them. And they are a lot of fun. They are a fun band. And and there's a lot of hype built around them. They seem to be getting on every hardcore show these days. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, you know, they deserve it. They're good. They're good dudes. Good musicians. Good music. I still have to check out some of the new stuff, but whatever. Victim to none. Good for you guys. And uh, Crow Killer made their sh- made their appearance on set. And what's weird is I don't know where Crow Killer is going to be going as a band because their lead singer and arguably the leader of the <laughs> of Crow Killer is Blake Ford. He is moving out to California. Oh, wow. Or rather has moved out to California, the OC specifically, with his wife. So was so, he in town for the show then? He was in town for the okay. show. Like, a, yeah. It would be super weird if they were playing with somebody else as their singer. Right. I guess you could say that about most bands, but specifically for Crow Killer, because, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, he wrote all the lyrics, and the lyrics get really deep and really personal. So that's a that's another story. Okay, um, another story for another time. Another story for another time. As for the shows, they were great. Tsunami, oh man, it got really hectic. It was, <laughs> there were so many fists of flying. There were so many crowds of killing. There was a lot of, uh, uh, there was a lot of crowd surfing too. Oh, good. <clears throat> yeah, it was great. And the, the thing is, if you've ever been to Kilby Court, for those of you who haven't been there, the stage is literally just a six-inch platform. <laughs> From the ground. (laughs) That's it. So you got people diving from the PA stacks onto the crowd. And there is not a lot of headspace on that. (laughs) There's maybe two feet of headspace. That's it. And there's a giant pole in the middle of the crowd. (laughs) Actually, there are two giant poles. Wow. So yeah, that's that's as DIY grime as it can kind of get. That's cool. And... Okay, maybe not as, but, you know, for a show, for Kilby Court that is just kind of known for playing a lot of the, uh, uh, catering to the indie audience, they opened their doors up to some hardcore shows. And what's funny, um, my guitarist, Ethan, he had never seen Crow Killer, and he really likes them. And in the middle of the show, I hit him up, hey, what are you doing right now? I'm about to uh, get drunk and play some video games. Well, scratch that idea. Come see Crow Killer. Oh, fuck, they're playing tonight? Yeah. Oh, wait, I thought that show was sold out. It is, but I can get you in. 
Oh, you can? Yep. All right, I'm coming. Nice. <laughs> he comes to the show and is like, okay, I'm here. How are you going to get me in? Oh, you just walk in. And we did. <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't any security at the show. The door person, she's just kind of there, you know. We were like the initial crowd was lined up and we were like uh we had to give our names because, you know, we bought our tickets online and everything. Oh, and the tickets are funny. They're like bookmarks. Wow. <laughs> yeah, bookmarks with an impact font, you're a bitch <laughs> written on there. Awesome. Which is also yeah, and grammatically incorrect, it's your, as in the possessive. Okay. <laughs> your, a bitch. This is my, a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, so much shit surrounding that whole thing. Anyway, the bookmark, it functioned as a flyer as well. It was so, and a, and a ticket. It's so dumb, but it's funny. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a door person. People were going in and out because the bathrooms are outside of the entrance gate. So, of course, people are going to go in, they're going to hang out, and then they're going to come back in. There's no stamps, no wristbands, no proof of purchase. So it was like, yeah, you're just coming in, man. <laughs> and it was great. We had a great time. I managed to uh, avoid getting injured. <laughs> I was like, I'm, all these people are diving, but I am in a very safe spot. I am on the... Uh, <clears throat> Furthest to the stage and furthest to the right. And nobody is exactly coming over here. But I managed to hit my head on the speaker while headbanging. <laughs> I'm like, I thought it was at the safest spot. But no, apparently these inanimate objects had something else in mind. <laughs> okay. So that was, my, uh, that was my show experience as of last week. Awesome. Well, I've got a few shows to mention. That will be coming out within the next two weeks. Uh, we'll start with Vegas Chaos on March 12th. It'll feature Masu, Masu, Masumi Max. Masumi. Yes. Oh, those are girls performing. Sorry, I'm reading the wrong side. There are girls performing. I'll let you go, go to the show to see which girls are performing. But Suburban Resistance, Soldiers of Destruction, Lean 13, and Boulevard Bullies will all be playing the dive bar. And there's free swag for the first 20 uh, show starts at 8 p.m., and the show is free. So if you're in Vegas on March 12th, you should get there. Uh, I'm going to mention Project Sellout. They have their Decade of Disaster with various dates, and their upcoming dates, March 3rd, which is tomorrow, might be today when you're listening, <laughs> is in Pueblo, Colorado, March 4th in Grand Junction, Colorado, March 5th in Denver, Colorado, and then Colorado Springs, on March 6th. So Colorado, various places in Colorado should get out and check out Project Sellout. Love those guys. They'll be here on April 1st for some shows here. Oh, yeah. Then First on the, and the second. <laughs> right? On the 12th, uh, Boston Oi Fest 2022. Uh, it's 10 bucks at the Midway Cafe in Jamaica Plain, which I want to say is, I'm pretty sure it's Connecticut. But it's, it's somewhere in that neck of the woods. I apologize for not knowing where specifically Jamaica Plain is. But go to the Midway Cafe. The Welch Boys, the Blue Bloods, the Abductors, and Ice Cold Killers are all playing that show. And then Circle Jerks, just a quick rundown of where they are. Tonight they're in Bend, Oregon. Then they'll be in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, their Seattle and Portland shows are sold out. Then they'll have a little bit of a gap till the 17th when they're here in Salt Lake. And then Colorado Springs on the 18th. 
19th in Denver, Colorado, and then we'll get to more of their shows as that tour goes on. They have a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned last week the Flogging Molly show that they're doing with Ruskaja, Vandaliers. It's a free 21 and older outdoor festival. It also features the Briggs, Hoist the Colors, Matt and Dennis acoustic set, Nathan DJ set, and again, this is in L.A. at the Hollywood Palladium on March 17th. Starting, the festival starts at 2 p.m. The show uh, with bands playing actually starts at 7.30, so you can check that out. On March 5th, so coming up very quickly, uh, over there in... Z- which one? Zigoff, Ariel, KBB. I don't know exactly where this is. Where the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's in Leistel, Switzerland, near Basel. There you go. And you get to see the Skin Flicks, uh, Revanche, and ABRI160. I'm not sure if how to pronounce that, but man, I'd like Revanche, and I really like the Skin Flicks, so I would definitely check that out if you're over there in Switzerland. We know you like Skin Flicks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, also, you have uh, a birthday bash coming up there in L.A., and it's Friday, March 11th, featuring the bands Cinderblock, Dead City, Naked Aggression, Self-Sabotage, The Streets, and False Confession. You can go check that out. It's at 224 East, 11th Street in L.A. It's Nacho Corrupted, and Roman Danger presents the Seven Floor Rooftop Gig. So go check that one out. This Friday, or sorry, Saturday, March 5th also, and this one is in Palmdale, California at Transplants a Brewing Company. You can go see TSOL, Broken Cuffs, Jack Trippers, and The Downsides. Uh, definitely would love to go see True Sounds of Liberty along with Broken Cuffs. Missed them when they came here. So if you're in that area, go check it out and find me on Saturday, March 12th. Cheap Sex, Liberty and Justice, South Class Veterans, and Trial by Terror. They are going to be playing at Oxts, O-X-T-S, brought to you by Hostile City Oi, and that's going to be in Newark, New Jersey. $20.00. It's a 21 and older show, after party, it, the doors open at 6, after party until 3 a.m., so it can be a late night, and you can go see Cheap Sex, Liberty and Justice, South Class Veterans, and Trial by Air. That's all I've got to add. Eric, anything else you want to add before we get to that great cover-to-cover album? Oh, I do have a lot to add. This week is overloaded okay. with shows. <laughs> uh, tonight, the second, Kill Switch Engage, August Burns Red, and Light the Torch are playing at the Complex. I am not sure if I'm going to be making it to that show tonight, but eh, whatever, I got obligations. However, (laughs) on the 4th at the Beehive, we will have Momentum, Twist of Cane, Absolved, and Snake Eyes. Awesome. Yep. So there we go. On the 5th, who the fuck's not playing on the 5th? I have three (laughs) shows here. (laughs) For one, the Beehive, the Mighty Pairs will be coming back along with The Neighborhood Brats and Bache. Also on the 5th is more of a metal show with some crossover influence, including Sepultura, Sacred Reich, Crowbar, and Art of Shock, with Sacrilegion as the openers. (laughs) Yep, Sacrilegion, they're homies of ours. They're a local death metal band. You should check them out. They're really great guys and really great musicians. And, uh, yeah, Crowbar... I say they're a hardcore band very loosely, as in when it comes to a lot of hardcore kids listening to metal, Crowbar is usually one that they go to. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing with I Hate God, but they're both from that uh, New Orleans uh, sludge metal scene. 
And, uh, and yeah, like I said, Sacred Reich, they're a crossover band. Saw them with Guar. Really good. Oh, cool. And finally, on the 5th, this is the show I will be going to. Remember how I was talking about Cannibal Corpse earlier? Yep. Well, yeah, they're playing. Awesome. <laughs> they're playing. They're on tour right now with uh, Revocation and White Chapel. And they will be playing at the Metro on the 5th. And I'm really bummed because I am going to be missing pairs for that. Oh. I mean, I would probably sway more towards uh, seeing pairs, but I already bought my ticket. So I'm like, well, that's okay. I never... I never get disappointed seeing Cannibal live, and I haven't got disappointed seeing Pears live. I've seen them about the same amount of time, so eh, doesn't matter. But one thing I am bummed about, the show on the 7th at Kilby Court, Drain, Pain of Truth, Ingrown, and Victim to None will all be playing there. But you know what else is on the 7th? What? Judas Priest. Ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The show that was postponed to this date because their, their guitarist had to... Just had to get sick. He just had to get sick. Motherfucker. <laughs> On the week of the show, no less. Damn it. That was back in, uh, not September, was it? Yeah, it was September. Or maybe it was August. I don't remember. remember. <laughs> it was September. <laughs> yeah. And what, you know what sucks is I was, tr- I was uh, talking with the promoters uh, urging them to get anonymous on the bill. I would love to play with Drain. They're thrashy. We got some thrashy parts. Let's just throw that shit in. But Victim to None got the slot. I don't know. Connections, maybe. But <laughs> now it's sort of like a decree of divine intervention. Like, a, no, you have something else going on that night. Oh, yeah. Priest. So I'm kind of mad at Priest. <laughs> but... Uh, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? You go to Priest. I already have... <laughs> I already have my ticket. I will be not exactly front row, but I'll be very close, like three rows back. You're gonna get sweat on. It. Oh yeah, and I'm going with the uh, yeah. I'm going with one of my friends. She's I don't think she's ever seen Priest, so this will be her first time. I'm like, cool. okay, this will be my second time. Yeah, but Drain, I'm really bummed that I'm gonna be missing those guys. But I told my friend who is a. Uh, who is very good friends with Drain, so much so that, like, this is my friend Kyler. He was, he's part of the Blockheads crew, the Blockheads Brigade, whatever. They're just called Blockheads. Okay. And they are stunts. You know, they do all the jackass type stunts. Okay. Only they're pretty extreme with that. So, <laughs> what Drain does is, since they are a goofy, hardcore band, they're just there to have fun. They're these guys, they're just these surfer guys from the Bay Area. Who just play in a thrashy hardcore band and it's great. And they were so yeah, all the boogie boards and all the board shorts and the Hawaiian shirts. And now they're asking Kyler to do some stunt work on stage, just do some crazy shit for them. Awesome. So he's good friends with those guys. So I'd tell Kyler, buddy, could you just like uh tell them about us? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just like, uh, even if you just get him to check out our music and stuff like that, he's like, oh yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell him about that. They'll be stoked. Okay. Thank you. That's all I ask. Just, to and just like consider us for the next time you roll through because you guys are rad. That's cool. <laughs> all right. Now I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop moping. And that's, a, that's all I got for live shows that are coming up shows that I will be going to like you really care. And now Let's talk about something else that I think you should care about. A great cover-to-cover album from the band that arguably really set, really just kind of waved down the checkered flag to start punk rock. That is the one, the only, The Stooges. Nice. Oh, yeah, The Stooges. I mean, 
you think the Stooges, you think of a uh, of an old leathery skinned man whose face is sort of frowning at you, who <laughs> never no, whose chest is frowning at you, being that he never wears a shirt. <laughs> yeah, I am of course talking about the man, the master, the Iggy Pop. Yeah, he was the one who who just took a lot of the uh, rock and roll sounds of the '60s and just kind of a uh, just kind of roughed them up a little bit, and just really kind of uh, helped establish the Detroit sound. And a lot of bands were coming out of Detroit at that time, along with the Stooges, including the MC5 and the band called Death. Right. <laughs> yep. And they were just uh, what they were doing was so different, but nobody really had a name for it yet. They just kind of called it garage rock or experimental rock, but. Then again, experimental rock was uh, more alluded to a Frank Zappa. Right. <laughs> and we all know how Frank Zappa sounds. He sounds like a lot of things. <laughs> he sure does. It's all over the damn place. But the Stooges, they just kind of, uh, they wanted to go back to basics in a way. It's like, let's not worry about being as like a jammy and spacey as Grateful Dead. Let's not worry about how many drugs that we can do. And let's just try and... Uh, Let's just try and make it rugged because we're from Detroit. We're from one of the biggest producers of uh, cars. We're living next to steam mills and factories, and we don't exactly we don't exactly have a great outlook on life beyond the blue collar spectacle of all <laughs> this of just this industrial backdrop that we have. So as a result, we got a sound from the Stooges, and yeah. I know it sounds like I'd be leading up into their self-titled album. I am not. That is a great album, by the way. It's the one with I Want to Be Your Dog on it. But the album that I truly love, the one that I think is their uh, best display of of raunchiness and ruggedness and just great musical cohesion, is Funhouse. Oh, man, it's just uh, seven or eight songs long and... Oh, some long songs, admittedly. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to stop talking in just a second here, but I will have to. Uh, I will just have to give a sort of precursor. The song TVI, TVI. It still has that catchiness, and it still is just like, yeah, it's rough, it's rugged and raw, but we still have a sense of uh, poppiness to us. We still have a sense of catchiness. So it's like you can make a, you can make any song sound as grimy and disheveled as you want as long as there's a hook there people are going to remember it. And Iggy Pop caught on to that, so did the Ashton Brothers and so did yeah, so did everybody else who listened to this album because they just kept wanting more. So here is TVI from the Stooges.
So yeah, all that. Uh... Sorry about that. Got you on the fake out. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> but come on, did you really miss much after that fake out? Man, whatever. <laughs> Wasn't paying attention. Oh god. Yeah. What I was going to say before Iggy interrupted me, interrupting him. <laughs> uh, was all the uh, you hear all the old school bluesy scales on there? The little uh, twelve bar uh, blues. And it just sounds a little more, it sounds like a rugged version of the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Yeah. It's just got, it's just got something a bit more, uh, with a bit more attitude behind it. Also, on a side note, when I keep hearing the song uh, TBI, I just can't help but think TBI. <laughs> it's like, she got a TBI on me. I'm like, no, I got a TBI on y'all. Right. <laughs> oh, God. For those of you who don't know, that's traumatic brain injury, of which I am a representative. He's coming up on his two-year anniversary of acquiring his TBI, too. Yeah. In about two weeks. Yep, in exactly two weeks <laughs> on March 14th. Yeah, for some people, it's Pi Day, you know, 3.14. But I'm like, yeah, for me, for me, whatever. You, Most of you have probably already heard the story, but, well, if you haven't, good for you. <laughs> back to, yeah, back to the Stooges. Uh, the, ne- the next song is 1970. This is the first song I ever heard by the Stooges. Thank you, Tony Hawk Underground 2. Oh yeah, what bands haven't hasn't those games introduced me to? <laughs> the Stooges is one of them, and it was via the song 1970. And there's a yeah, this is about as a weird and chaotic as it can get in the at least in the closing of this song, where it's a lot of uh, where it's Iggy just repeating, screaming, "I feel alright, feel alright," while this crazy. A discordant saxophone just solos into infinity behind him. It's such a weird, it's such a weird ending. But the Stooges were not exactly a normal band, not at the time. Nowadays, this would just be seen as, uh, uh, just be seen as passe. It's like, oh yeah, it's been done before. Well, the opposite is was said back then, and now people are like who try to imitate the Stooges. They are the ones getting that same reaction. <laughs> yep. It's been done before. <laughs> so, yeah. Is it, it's kind of like that old South Park episode. Simpsons did it. Simpsons <laughs> did it. Iggy did it. Yeah. <laughs> Stooges did it. Yeah, the Stooges. They're, I mean, yeah. They're the ones that set the, set the scene for music like this to be accepted. 
maybe not accepted, but they just kind of knew what everyone was uh, waiting for. And thus began the movement. And it started in 1970. <laughs>
Yeah, it's gonna repeat that way for like another uh, 60 seconds or so. <laughs> but yeah, it's just kind of a... It's kind of exemplary of the band themselves where it was like, yeah, we're just uh, turning the rules on their head. You know, we're not playing uh, straightforward rock and roll anymore. We're getting a little... We're getting a little weirder. <laughs> you know, it starts off very like... Uh, it starts off very serene, as in like, a, oh yeah, this feels like an old uh, 60s rock tune, just a little bit on the rougher side. And then, after that last verse, you just are like, when is this song going to end? And it still hasn't ended, if you can hear it now. It's working yeah, on it. Yeah, it's work. getting there. It's just, a, it's a party song, basically. So this is the party winding down after like a bender. <laughs> <laughs> And we and yeah, Iggy really partook in a lot of benders. Oh man, so much, so much heroin. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's been up and he's been up and down. I think it was best put as a uh, uh, when Henry Rollins was arguing in one of his uh, spoken word that the real king of rock and roll is not Elvis. He should surrender that title to Iggy Pop. <laughs> and on one ground, he said, "You look at all the drugs that Elvis did in his uh, lifetime. You look at all those drugs. You take it. You you take it all. You put it in a big old bowl. You mix it all up. You give it to Iggy. He'll just slurp that down. He's ready to go on stage. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's basically what you're." Uh, uh, you're looking at. I don't know if I could say that Iggy is the king of rock and roll. He's, I would say, he's probably the king of alternative, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. not just, yeah, alternative. The culture, like, it's uh, it arguably, like, started with him. <laughs> just on how we make a, a such a spectacle of ourselves. <laughs> Iggy was making a spectacle of himself, and everybody else just was like, yeah, you know what? I want to do that. Now I want to do that. It's cool. They just, it just comes in uh, different forms, and now uh, here we are today. You can argue that the value of it has gone down because it's just so widespread, but eh, the attitude is still there in most parts, and that's what really counts. So there's my little rant on the Stooges. Thank you very much, folks. I will, I will see you next time, I guess, in the next few minutes. <laughs> All right, we've reached that moment of the show where we're about to do the interview, but before we do, we're going to let you listen to... Some of the tracks from the band. The interview we did, like I said at the top of the show, is Clover's Curfew. We'll be talking with Danny and Jameson in just a moment. But before we do that, off of their first, their debut LP, Skip the Small Talk. They just released it November 18th of 2021. They are from New York City. Uh, let's get into a couple tracks. They're going to talk about the tracks that we play here. We're going to play two before the interview. So we're going to go do Growing and Dying followed by Susie, followed by the interview, and then Feels All Right. They will talk about those tracks during the interview, give you a little bit of insight into those tracks. Let's get into those tracks. This cool band. Uh, I want to thank them again, and I'll thank them numerous times because that's how I always do it with the interviews. So let's get into it. Let's go to Growing and Dying off of Skip the Small Talk, followed by Susie. We're growing and dying and dying while young Spiraling down from the day we've begun And the older we get, the more filled with regret And we're anxious and tired and we can't find no rest We're not given a future, they've rewritten the past And it's hard not to cope when gripping for the crash But what good's a future? 
And now we are here with one Jameson and Danny of the songs that you just heard. How's it going, guys? It's going good. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> I guess we're doing fine. I can't speak on behalf of uh, Dustin over here, but he's looking okay. Yeah, doing all right. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, happy to have the two of you on the show. So for people that aren't familiar with Clover's Curfew, give us a rundown. Like sometimes on interviews we have one band member, sometimes we have two when there's three and four. This time we have two band members, but there is only two band members. Is that correct? Uh, well, as of recently, that kind of changed. So it's, okay. it's generally me, it's Danny and I. Um, it's always the two of us. Always the two yeah. of us. Uh, sometimes we'll, we'll go as like, a, we call it like a fleet unit. We'll go out just the two of us. You know, we do our trips, like our virtual Van Voyage show, which we'll get into. Um, but actually recently, we just uh, had a good buddy of ours join, which uh, Steve Resigno. He joined us on drums. Um, and my brother, Eddie Christian, has been playing bass with us since we've gotten back after recording the album. Yep. Yeah, Eddie Christian, yep. he's been helping us out a lot on bass. Um, but Steve officially joined the band, so that, that that's an exciting thing. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so th- we just played a show with him at uh, Shillelagh's on Friday night. It went really well. And uh, Yeah, and then, him and Eddie both played. And yep, it was dope. Yep, it was a good time. Yeah. So we're always the main two, and then we, you know, we've been having people kind of seeing where it goes with the full band because the skip the small talk album was full band so so we're, we're kind of we're quite we're kind of looking for a bassist yeah well too bad you're two thousand miles away because that's what i dabble in uh, <laughs> <laughs> well i can do it virtually <laughs> i was gonna ask too that uh you know when we were talking right before we started recording i I'd said that of your discography or everything that you've put out uh skip the small talks all i'd heard thus far and after hearing it, I was thinking, God, you guys must have played like multiple instruments each because that is a much more fuller sound than two people playing would normally get you. Well, we do. But uh, but yeah, no, on the, on the album, actually, Jesco Payne, uh, who, well, I guess we'll get we into recorded. this now. Yeah. We recorded with Low Shelf Recording, which uh, Jesco Payne of uh, Bridge City Centers used to ex-guitarist the Bridge City Centers. Um, shout out to Jesco. He's the man. Yes. Um, we, uh, we had the pleasure of meeting him on our first virtual Van Voyage tour, and he helped us out on bass then on a couple tracks. And uh, and this time around, he helped us out again on our full album and laid well, down some bass tracks. And then we had... Uh, yeah, he played... He the... also played some drums on our on our album. And, and then we also had uh, Clutch Norris, a buddy of ours, play drums on No Justice, No Peace, was it? And, and What uh, About. And the song What About. So the percussion and the low end, I guess, was a little bit of a collaborative effort. But, yeah, yeah, and then I played uh, a couple of instruments, too, throughout the album. But Danny, yeah, Danny plays an array of instruments. That's where I was going with that. Was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm she, actually playing the bass this Friday for our show. <laughs> yeah, she, she just started playing bass. Like, last night we're practicing. She's like, no, I think I can just do this. Like, like you know, I'll I, I can wing this. I'm like, fuck it, just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> any, any, any string instrument. We're trying to, like, keep her limited to a certain amount of instruments because, like, she's got, like, five stands right now she plays like the mandolin it's, it's violin guitar it's like it's just like stupid you know like you, how many instruments do you bring to one show so we, we're trying to like get those get those people to fill those instruments instead of me having like five yeah. stands I'm like oh i can play every nobody cares I'm like i'm just i'm thankful that i don't I, I just stick to guitar for the most part some yeah, harmonica yeah. some percussion that's yeah <laughs> oh shit because uh, it was messy man yeah. So ways to go before you get to Dropkick Murphy standards, where you just have uh, all the members doing uh, any other instrument than the standard uh, four or five piece band, just 
Coming yeah, out right? like revolving doors. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it though. I or you, love that. Or you just a uh, one man bandit like those uh, one man uh, uh, street musicians you see the big old bass drum on the back and an accordion in hand and everything else. That's kind of oh. what. That's kind of what we do when we're on the road because so, like kind of what we like originated yeah. on because it it just it was the two of us from the start and that was the one consistent thing we had was. You know, we knew like we had a percussionist at one point or our buddy Will. Shout out to Will if he's listening or if he hears this. Um, but uh, Will Connolly, he played percussion for with us for a while. But, you know, it's it, people come in and out and they have different things going on all the time. And the one thing, like I said, we just we always noticed it was just always going to be us. So we kind of leaned into that for a long time. And the band thing has been something we've wanted for Ever. a while and yeah. we've had hot flashes of. And now that we kind of, it's like really pulling together. It's exciting. You know, it's like, it's finally, you know, more freedom to, you know, I don't have to sit there and play foot percussion and I can move, I can move <laughs> around and, you know, like, foot yeah, percussion, not, like so I'm that. not like fucking <laughs> sweating my balls off trying to keep the beat, you know, like I could fucking, I could fuck around. So yeah. it's nice. Yeah. yeah. We can fuck around. You're, she gets to jump around because now she's like off an instrument on, on yeah, a couple which, of songs. So I, pr- like, I prefer to run around. So that's fun. It's yeah, been good. That's definitely relatable. I've <laughs> 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 had, had to pull double duty many a times when all I want is to just, uh, Run around yelling people's faces. <laughs> that's it. Exactly. That's that's the funnest part about playing a show is just like you know having the crazy eyes and getting their faces. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's fun for them, but it's fun for me. Any <laughs> particular likes that part? I do. I love that part. I, I'm their nightmare for a couple of nights. Remember <laughs> <laughs> that really fucked up night we had? Jeez. Oh man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know where that started, but that's that's where. Yeah. It ended so we up. we basically we still keep it like. You know, we can play the duo whenever, and then when we have the band, awesome. So Which I, kind of I, I think at. is actually, you know, it's advantageous for us because, you know, when we have opportunities we don't want to miss, it's like, all right, fuck, let's just go handle it ourselves. And then yeah. when the band can make it, the band makes it, and yeah, we do exactly. our thing, you know? It's, it's unpleasant. It works. Yeah. It, it, it's been very nice to us, yeah. Yeah, we have each other, thank God, because it's hard, you know, it's hard to find people that... You know, we we want it more than anything, so we're willing to do whatever it takes. But not, you know, not everyone can or or will. So it's like you can't rely on people all the time. Like uh, we're, we're constantly on the battle of like, do we just quit our jobs and just go for this tour or that tour? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. So, but not everybody's on, in the same boat of just wanting to fucking just put their music out there and play to whoever, even if it's not a paying gig or even right. if it's not, you know, like mm. we just like to fucking play. So I'd say, why not? Yeah. <laughs> But then it's the here's the battle of that. It's like I said, how many times do you find other people that are all in that same boat or willing right. to commit to that level, you know? So, you know, it's, uh, it's you know, got to do what you can with yeah. what you got. You know, fuck it. It's nice uh, to have that option. It so, really is. Last band that I talked to or last person in the band, half the band's from Sweden, the other half's from Denmark. They haven't even practiced together, it, you know, since the pandemic started. <laughs> Fortunately, he's in other bands, but that's just an example of not being able to even get together and do stuff, you know, sure. and let alone get toured when you have just the two of you. And then a band that we had from here, from Salt Lake, that we had on the show just a couple weeks back, same thing. It's one or two members might have this idea of, let's go play South America, let's go play here, let's go play there. And not everybody else has that uh, yeah. ability to just drop and go for it. Right. Yeah, yeah it's... You know, it's that's I guess that's why not everyone does it, you know, like that whole saying. So it's it's tough, but we're glad that we're 
on the same page. Thank God. <laughs> it's tough either way. You got to forfeit, you got to forfeit some, you know, if you're forfeiting some shit either way, yeah. you know, however you look at it, it depends on what you're trying to forfeit it for. You know, like some people want the career route, they have a career going, they have an idea in mind and, you know, it's fuck. I can't blame them for that. If that's what you want, you do what you want to do. This is just happens to be what we want. So it's like, yeah. you know, for this to the same degree, it's like, I don't feel like I owe anybody an, an apology for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just, you just got to find people that have that same passion where it's like you played your life around the band. <laughs> that's it. Right. Make and it, make it work. That's kind of what we're doing now. Yeah. So. That's how you funnel out the 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 weak members, right? That's it, for lack of a better term. Uh, I guess we have a really tight screening process then. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> oh, shit. You have uh, a great story though. You, you know, there's a couple bands that come to mind that are are, are doing it kind of similarly to you. Not necessarily the same style of music as as your style of music, but. Houston and the Dirty Rats, not too far from you. I don't know if you've played with them, but there's two of the three. You know that they've had a couple different drummers here and there. But Houston, who sings and plays guitar, uh, and then the bassist, they are just dropping. You know whatever they can. They they did like a hundred shows in a hundred days thing. I even had the T-shirt from when they did that and had everything lined up. You know, and they just get in the van and go and. Then some That's kind cool. of nightmare from the exact like polar opposite side of the country. San Diego is where they stay long term, but they're basically in their van. And I, I think it's two of them together. Similar story uh, to you two, you know, as far as I can tell. But then they do have somebody that's typically there with them. But I don't think it's always the same person filling in and. I want to say that would be the drummer for them as well. So anyway, the point oh, wow. is, is very few that have that, but uh, we've had both of those bands on the show and just interesting stories because it's not, you know, not that it's not interesting for bands to play mostly local shows or bands that when they can get together, they, they create some music, great music, but then, you know, it's weekend tours here and there. Not that that's not interesting in and of itself, but what you're doing is for sure going to be interesting so much experience and so many i'm sure great experiences for you yeah it's kind of like how the lifestyle is you know it's like when you know with the van it's just like we we just go you know and like and and now we're like booking a lot more because covid has finally allowed things to slowly start to open up you know somewhat you know it's always up and down right now still but like we're trying to just make it the best that we can better yeah it's been a lot better this year this coming, but yeah, you know, this, it's still early in the year, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, you gotta just stay hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Every year, the past two years has just been like, okay, it's finally gonna get better, and it's now it's right. like, okay, next year it's gonna get better. Now next right, year, yeah. it's just it's one like, eye just freezes. Is like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> You, we, I mean, we, we got kind of lucky. We, we bought our van during the pandemic and then we, uh, we just worked on her that kept us busy. And then we got sick of like sitting on the couch and we just hit the road with like, I don't know what, what we were really intending on when we left. We had been planning to get a van for a while, like, uh, and we had been talking about it, talking about it. And then I found this, this, this van, like this, this van on yeah. this random app. And I was like, babe. This is the one. And he looked at and me like... this is like, not the first time she said this. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And he looked at me like, he looked at me like, 
what? You know, like, cause it looked like this, like <laughs> this cheap little handicap thing that was like falling apart. I'm like, it's the one. <laughs> I was I like, hey. <laughs> you know, you never know what you're going to get, you know, like, and it was, it was the one. Yeah. We went there early crack at dawn, crack at dawn and, uh, yeah, low mileage, really, really awesome. I mean, a couple like, you know, I don't want to call them pitfalls, but you know, things we like, it was like, Oh, like it had a huge like wheelchair ramp in the side. The thing was leaning like all the way to the right. It's like, Oh man. But uh, other than that, I mean, it was like hardly driven, you know, it was one of those type of bands that just like did good deeds its whole life. It helped out a woman with cerebral palsy, uh, just getting her from appointment to appointment. So I was like, you know what, this this is good karma. This is good juju here. You know, this is, you know, and it worked out. I called my old man and I was like, you know, this is what's going on. And he, he knows more about cars than I do a little. So he walked me through a little bit and yeah, it came, it literally <laughs> left a lot with us. I was like, it was, and ironically enough, there was a couple from New Jersey on their way down to come see the van to or, get it. Or, or I should say on the way up. I always make that mistake yeah. um, to, to see the van and pick it up or potentially buy it. So they told us if you don't get it now, you know, like, and which could have been a scam, but we were like, well, we're taking it. <laughs> well, whether it was or wasn't, this is what they're telling us. And yeah. So I was like, you know what? No, it's done. It's coming with us. It's, it's coming home. <laughs> So on the spot, it was ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> and New York beats out Jersey once again. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, so we just we went. And uh and then like you said, we didn't know at first where we were taking it. You know, we we just went. We were fucking done with like sitting around. We both were We sat on this couch for like too many weeks and we were cracking. We were like what the fuck are we doing? Because we had just a form had just, a form a band had just formed for us. We had finally found a bassist, a drummer. Like everything was like working out, and then boom, we had our first like show full band. Full COVID. Band. It was like two days later. It was like the fourteenth like, or something like that. Or yeah, the third. yeah. We had a, had a what was it? We uh, had a big Irish St. Patrick's Long, Day Long Ireland. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, full, full band, great show, and then literally two days later, everything went full shutdown, and we bought the van. And we, like I said, we got tired of sitting on the couch. So yeah. We just left, hit the road. We were like, you know, let's just pack up a couple instruments. Let's pack up what we think we're going to need. And, just go. and let's just go with what we have and throw caution to the wind and, you know, just leave it at that. And it wasn't until, I mean, we did a bunch of stuff. We, we, we started by going upstate. We called it our trial run. We went up to Niagara Falls. And, uh, you know, the, the van made it fine. And we're like, you know what? It's fine. And we went back down to, like, the Finger Lakes and uh, over to, uh, what is it? What am I thinking? No, Ohio. That's what I I was escaping me for a minute. But down to Finger Lakes into Ohio and whatnot. And it wasn't until we got, I mean, we did Colorado, which I I can't just pass over Colorado. Colorado is freaking awesome. I don't know if you guys like Colorado at all. Love it. Great great spot. Love we love it there. The music there is great. The scene there is really cool. Um, but so we did Colorado, but then it wasn't until we hit Wyoming, Yellowstone, Yellowstone National Park when 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 the idea hit us to do the yeah. We did our first video. Our virtual van voyage to our video we had a hot spring steaming up our back we played our first song and we were like we recorded it as dude because there was nobody in the park completely just but it wasn't shut down there was just nobody there just so empty we got lucky, like, free of people just wildlife yeah. nature hot springs and park rangers i felt like a child i was like <laughs> yes that was it somebody pulled up this one you know one-off dude just Pulled up in his pickup. He, he hopped out. He cracked a beer. <laughs> he just sat. He like... <laughs> opened up the hatch and he just sat there and watched us perform the song as we recorded it. And that was when it kind of clicked. We're like, all right, like there's people still want music. It's just yeah. wherever they can get it. So we're like, well, let's start. How do we, how do we like, serve you know, this? Yeah. And that was when the idea was like, aha, how, this is how we're going to do this. So we made a YouTube series and 
yeah, that was that was the birth of the virtual van voyage tour. Yeah. And that was it. And started uh just it was once a week. We were like, all right, once a week when we when we hit a new spot, if we hit a new place, that's really cool and fun. We're just, you know, it feels right. We're gonna do a video and a different song and just carry this along as far as we know how. And which also led to like a lot of busking and streets and stuff. Cause like even when we weren't doing videos, we were like, all right, like there's, you know, Let's there's people out, there. out, like even just, even just a few people, like, you know, they'll sit and listen, like, and it just became this like thing through the whole pandemic where people were itching for music and we were there, you know, yeah. playing it. And, Felt great to yeah, deliver it. Yeah. It was, yeah. So, it was cool. Got lucky. And then on our way, we got to, uh, we, like we mentioned earlier, we, we, we got to record a couple singles with Jessica Payne out in Low Shelf Recording. That was when we first uh, met him. Portland, Oregon. Super cool dude. We uh, we hit him up on a whim because we just, we, we knew he, were, he was recording and we hit him up. He was like, you know what? Come down, do a couple songs. We did it. And we've had experiences recording before, but it, it just, it clicked very well. We all got along really well. And uh, he just knew it. He knows what he's doing came together so well we, we we had the i mean we also knew these songs very well at this point and laid out those songs and it just came out like beyond what we could imagine it was great these songs were from my throne and uh make believe they're both streaming all over um but yeah they came out great we did that with him and then we carried on yeah i think we did 32 states in that trip we were out for about four months the first trip and then about almost five months the second time around so yeah it's been a lot of uh, on on the road and what. And now you know. Now we're getting back into the mindset of yeah. you know. Yeah, because yeah. we made our way back from that one, and then last summer we did another one. Went out and then we recorded our full length album with Jesco. So our landlord thinks we're crazy. Yeah, our landlord, <laughs> landlord's like, well, what do you guys do? <laughs> like, but uh, she she cheers it on too. So yeah. No, she's really cool. She's yeah. sweet. But yeah, so now we're kind of like, uh, okay, what's what's the next step here? You know, so. Where we just recorded the full album and we're playing shows in Brooklyn, Queens, and we got a tour coming up in March. So now we're like, all right, like, fuck staying here. Let's get the fuck out. You know, like, (laughs) once you're out on the road, it's not like you can't stay anymore. Like, it just doesn't feel right. So we're like getting ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. Got to cure that cabin fever somehow. Yeah, so we got a little little tour, like Danny was saying, fixed for March. Trying to head out to um, I I, I could say. Oh that. yeah, yeah. Uh, we got well. It, it all started really with uh, an opportunity to, uh, to play at uh, South by Southwest over in uh, Austin, Texas. So when, when we got that email, we were like, oh, absolutely! It's uh, this thing called what's the name? Of that? Tiny Van Concerts. Va- Tiny Van Concerts. Yeah, yeah. that's it. So they they were interested in having us to uh, pretty much debut their uh, their their series or their 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 premiere or whatever you want to call it. And, yeah, they're uh, starting a whole series with a little tiny van with live performances and stuff at South by Southwest. It's going to be cool. We, we live in a van, so most of the time, so we're like, yeah, well, no, let's do this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, then we're like, you know what? If we're going to drive all the way to Austin, we might as well make it worth our while. So we just started setting up shows, kind of booking mm-hmm. it along the way. So, yeah, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> if everything pans out. <laughs> so how did you build your network? You know, those bands that I told you about earlier, they, you know, when you play with a band somewhere, it, you know, you make friends and so forth, I assume they can help you along the way. And that's what those bands end up doing. And now that they've toured so much, they have their own network of sorts, right? Booking shows because you don't have a booking agent or 
whatever really big acts use, uh, you know, they have somebody right. doing it for them, right? Most bands that we're talking to and we're listening to are uh, in some form or another doing it themselves. And so you went out 32 states, so you probably built up a network of sorts of your own. How yeah, was it building helped. that? Um, the first trip, it was a little tougher, I think, because the first trip was really based around still like just quarantining. Like that's why we were sticking to nature. We didn't want to, you know, disrespect anybody else or, you know, put anybody in harm. And we, you know, we just wanted to do what was right. So we, we really tried to be to be good with that. So but the second trip, it was uh, I mean, we still met people and we still were able to communicate in different ways. Yeah, the first trip we you know, there were a lot of people doing surprisingly enough. There were a lot of people out at those parks and stuff and like, you know, wanting human interaction and, you know, like everyone trying to stay safe, but also like talking and stuff. Yeah. So we slowly started to build more and more as time went on because things were slowly starting to like, you yeah. know, for the millionth time, open up and whatever, you know, <laughs> Right. The second trip, I think the second trip was, second I mean, more was, based yeah. around collaborations. I mean, we collaborated with Laura Jane Grace. We collaborated with uh, Abby the Spoon Lady. Um, we did a collaboration with Jessica Payne. Um, and so that really, yeah. That's it was like, more into just meeting people. So on the road, it felt a lot more like people were interactive and receptive of what we were doing. I mean, they were to begin with, but there was nobody there the first trip. Yeah. <laughs> so it, was, like, it was different. It yeah, was, it so was it's different. different. But uh, I met yeah. a lot of dogs the first trip, which I love. Yeah, uh, the short answer to that <laughs> is, yeah, it definitely helped uh, to, to network and meet some people and to yeah. kind of tie it together. And honestly, it didn't click till recently. That was kind of like the answer is like, you know, it's it's all about the music community. It's about basing it off of people that, you know, like, you know, from different states that you meet that are friends that can, hell, if they could just give you a place to stay for the night, it's like, oh, it's that's, that's everything, you know, like, so, you know, it very that, much is, as a do-it-yourself band, that's like, it's it's the key, you know? And the second trip, I feel like people were less afraid of people, too, like what you were just yeah. saying. So, like, they were, like, more open to having us crash and making Absolutely, the relationships yeah. with people was a lot easier and stuff. And, I mean, it's fun to do that. Like, oh, it was, it's really fun. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, who doesn't want to have sleepovers? <laughs> and, some, and some good food. Some yeah. Good grub. Except I, I'm not a picky eater. I'm just a like fucking psycho when it comes to I'm allergic to everything. So like when, when somebody when somebody tries to cook for me, like I love the gesture, you know, like it's awesome. But then I'm like, uh, did you cook fish in that pan? Like it's like and, and like I, I have deadly allergies. I'm not one of those people. Like, I eat fucking gluten. I love bread. Like I, I'm not like gluten free. Like I'm not picky. I yeah, just, it's only like two or three allergies. Yeah, like I'm deadly allergic to like certain foods, and, and they it are real. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> because like he's like people offer to cook, and he's like, hell yeah, and yeah, I'm like, I make fuck. up for it. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. I'm yeah. sitting there eating fucking like eggs every night. It's so annoying. It's so frustrating. That <laughs> had nothing to do with anything. I just felt like saying that. No, it's, it's <laughs> factual. Yeah, it's factual. Yeah. It's, it's, some people get you know because some people they cook for you and that's their way of growing a relationship. <laughs> you know, they get offended if you don't eat their food. You know, right? Some people, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or if you ask what every ingredient is. <laughs> <laughs> this is my recipe. You're not going to yeah. copy it. <laughs> yeah. That's a, don't worry about it. Oh, man. No, but Abby the Spoon Lady was one of the coolest people we got to meet and collaborate with. She, and was, she, is, she has a really cool story of her own. Yeah. She's such an incredible person just all around. Yeah, And, and of course, Laura Jane Grace was fucking coolest, you know. Yeah, we got to do what? I think five songs in total. We got to do three songs with Laura Jane Grace, and then we got to do two songs with Abby. Yeah. A song with Jesco. 
Yeah, it's all up on our YouTube series. It's uh, it's all there. It's Clover's Curve YouTube page. We got to cover uh, Pints of Guinness Makes You Stronger. That's, you know, that song from uh, Against oh, yep. Me. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like when we were doing it, I was like, because, you know, she she was somebody I idolized when I was way Surreal. younger. And I'm Surreal. sitting there like trying to play cool and everything. But then I'm like, hang on. And I like turned my head and I was like, oh my God. You know, like it's like you freaking out and turn. <laughs> like, yeah, like you know, there's not many people that can make me like that. But like, you know, you know a slumber party at Laura Jane Grace's yeah, house. It's like, fucking it was, awesome. Like, it was a good time. Yeah. Well, on those lines, then, uh, you know, you cover the YouTube page, Bandcamp. That's a good place to check out your music, right? Uh, Bandcamp is good. Yeah, it's streaming everywhere, though. Uh, yeah, iTunes, Bandcamp, uh, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, Deezer, YouTube. Yeah, all that fun stuff. Like so is all your music up on all of these? And the reason why I ask is, as I told you before, uh, skip the small talk. And then as we've been talking, I looked at what I didn't get to. And you had your first, your, your four song EP and then a couple singles. So is there more than that? Or is that what people should be hearing on any of those streaming? Is the EP a couple singles and then your full length? The, the, yeah. She had 14 songs in total. The four song EP is out, the two singles, and also uh, the eight song album we just dropped in November. And we're in the works of yeah, uh, and, a lot more coming. And more to come, yeah, of course. We've been so. writing a lot. So. And so on Bandcamp, I can see that you are doing uh, CDs. So is that what people can pick up when they see you? So if you're going out in March, give us a quick rundown of just proximity of where you're going in March. Where can, you know, if. Anybody listening is in those areas. They can go check you out. And then what are they going to be able to take home after they go see you? We're going to be in um, Roanoke, Virginia, Asheville, North Carolina, and and like a lot of North Carolina. We're going to be like uh, Greenville. A- Asheville around the 10th, right? Yeah. You got to give them dates too. Yeah. 10th, Asheville. Uh, 8th, 9th, and 10th in, in Asheville area. Uh, <laughs> we're going through Tennessee as well. And then, like, our main goal is to get to, like, straight forward to South by Southwest to get there for the date. The yeah, the ride there is a little tight. The ride there is tight. And then on the way back, we're going to be playing in Knoxville. Coming Travis, right? Yeah. In, With Coming Travis. I'm not sure if you no, guys that's are not in Knoxville. That's in North Carolina. We'll put up the flyer. Basically, yeah. it's going to be <laughs> New York. Yeah, the flyer is going up in two days. But it's going to be... Uh, New York through, you know, the Carolinas, through Tennessee, all the way to Texas and, and back. So it's going to be like that kind of like line. There's a bunch of gigs lined up. Hey. just going like, I should have wrote it down. That's okay. <laughs> it's over there. So it. yeah, it'll be posted up. Yeah. On the way up, I think we'll be detouring to Greenville, South Carolina, right? Yep. Up, in, up into uh, Coming Travis. Coming Travis, which I think is Knoxville, North Carolina. A couple of really dope breweries. Yeah. That we're gonna be playing. So, you know, that general path. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, for people that live way out no, west like us, when do you think you might come out west? Further west than Texas? Hmm. Oh, August. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And so you're probably working on lining up those dates, or, or is that something you already have worked out? Those we're still working those out, we're August. Working yeah. on. If you could help us at all. Yes, please. Absolutely. Well, please yeah. do. You let us know where you're going, and uh, especially if we know somewhere. Eric is very he knows a lot of people here in Salt Lake who also know people you know in uh, yeah. areas around here, Colorado. But it sounds like you might already have some connections in Colorado. But yeah, definitely anywhere that you come out west, you let us know, and especially if you're coming near us, we would like to come see you. Hell yeah, that'd we would be love great. That. Hell yeah. 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 
Even if you come to Salt Lake proper, I know people. I know places. Yes. I know houses. <laughs> houses, yeah. Are you trying to sell me a house right now? <laughs> Don't buy one here. It's really expensive here well, right now. Well, it's kind of a house. It's more of a garage. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> hey, it's, got a work in, it's got a working toilet. It's a shovel. Oh, oh, I mean, that's, that's better than some places. Upgrade. <laughs> It's a working oh, toilet. Great. It's just a shovel and the ground outside. That's, All that's, right. that's, what, that's what we're used to. <laughs> so while on the tours, uh, I, I see you had CDs put together for your EP. Uh, are you planning on doing CDs or, or something else for your full length? Uh, shirts? What, what are you planning on bringing that people can come and help you pay for that gas and whatever else along the way? We have uh, we do have physical copies of both trailer tracks, our EP. We have a physical copy of uh, well, physical copies of our um, our LP, the debut album. We just released "Skip the Small Talk." We make sure we make all of our own merch. So we have uh, yeah, Corpus Curfew shirts, uh, pins, patches, all all made. We got a whole bunch of goodies that we really want people to take. <laughs> <laughs> On the, along those lines, because I'm looking at, you know, the artwork that you have with trailer tracks, where did the name come from? Where, where, where's Clover's Curfew? What is that significant to? Uh, Clover's Curfew, well, <laughs> it's a couple of different, couple of different meanings, but I think the, the biggest meaning and uh, where it came from, originated from, was the fact that when Danny and I first started dating in 2018, we both come from families where we're, our fathers are both adopted. Um, and it's something that we've always uh, shared in common. And uh, after doing some more family history on her on her side. We found out they're brothers. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that as a joke. I'm kidding. We come to find out that we're both from Irish descent. Long story short. I lived my whole life thinking that I was Italian. My last name is Uccilio, so it's a, it's a very Italian last name, but I'm not a lick Italian. I'm English, Irish, Greek, and German. So uh, it was uh, kind of a big aha moment when we started dating about like where we come from. And uh, and I had found out recently like all of my... Uh, all of her father's... All of my father's uh, stuff, uh, which we're still uncovering. So, uh, pretty crazy. So yeah. that, that, that came into the name and the Irish thing uh, a lot. And plus yeah. the, the fact that we really just take a... a Hardy liking to, to Irish songs and covers, so grew up on it. And so, so we like created this 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 tale about a boy named Clover, which goes on, and I won't bore you with the story of of that. It's really not, but uh, it, it's just all about um the the free spirited, wild, rebellious nature that is Clover's curfew, and that is that uh spirit that we believe we carry in what in our music and what we do. No, so you know, there is no curfew with our lives and all that. Yeah, jazz and yeah. The irony of Clover's curfew is there isn't a curfew. And then trailer tracks. How was that? How was trailer tracks formed? Um, trailer tracks. The name was uh, the name was formed because it was just we the whole we album we wrote in in my mom's trailer. So it just <laughs> it just felt right. We're like these are the trailer tracks, you know. We like had just started dating and both our lives were kind of like at a weird point. Really fucking weird point. We had known each we've known each other since high school and stuff, but then you know years and years later we got oh, together. Fuckery. fuckery. Lots of years of fuckery of knowing one another yeah, danny and i have a really long history and uh we, i mean we went to high school together but we uh never dated up until 2018 yeah. yeah we had like the, a very good thing i was in like a different relationships and she was in different relationships and we were both like 
going through different problems in our personal lives with fucking, I mean, I was going through addiction and fucking alcoholism and fucking all sorts of shit that I was going through. We were always like coming in and out of each other's lives, you know, throughout those years. Then we'd like meet up for a couple days and fucking then never see each other for another year or two. Yeah, it was a tradition. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of like, hey, how you doing? All right, we're out of here. Yeah, so. And then... Yeah, when we kind of straightened our fucking lives out a little bit, we like we're like, oh, is this is this something? Yeah, is there something here. What is this? And then uh, started dating, and, and then wrote the, the then the rest is history. And then we wrote trailer tracks, and it kind of fell together. Yeah, it was with his mom. What the fuck is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> Paper thin fucking walls in a trailer. And my mom judging everything you fucking uh, do. That was a long time ago. At this so point. one night we when, one night we went out to my mom because like you know. You know, like when you live with your parents, you got to fuck with them. And, you know, it's one of the joys of ever having them. And it was the home. first time you had moved back in, in forever. Yeah, it was, you know, not my fucking the highlight of my life to have to move back to my mom's. But, you know, <laughs> like whatever shit happens, you know. Yeah. So but, you know, the pleasures, you, you got you to take the pleasures with it. So, you know, we, one night we went out and fucking we're practicing in the room and we're like, you know what? Let's hit it with the switcheroo. My mom is like my big, you know, our biggest fan. But uh, we had to hit her with the switcheroo. So we go out and we're like, listen, I'm like, we'll go out. We'll hit her with two totally different fucking ways of singing this. So normally, like, she would do the high. I would do the low. And that's kind of like how we were doing it for a while. But we're like, you know, switch it up. Like, you, I'll go out. I'll do the high. You do the low. And we'll see what she says. Be totally serious. Be and we, like, ass. didn't laugh. And we're like. So we go out there and we hit it. Yeah, and she's just like. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Let's go back to doing it the other. No, no. <laughs> it's great. I, I love my mom. She's she's nuts, man. Obviously, but, we don't get to torture her anymore. Yeah. It was a very short amount of time. That, I, I that still torture we her when there, I can, but, but that is not as often. Well. But we're not there anymore. So, yeah. yeah. Good times. But that's where that name came from. That's, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we kind of went off on a rant there. Trailer so. tracks comes from the trailer. trailer yeah. Tracks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. And then, uh, I mean, Skip the Small Talk just felt just felt uh right for the album that we just wrote because it just felt like uh really didn't leave much to much else to say (laughs) yeah Yeah, it was that you know we're at that point in our life right now and i think everybody is where it's like yeah skip skip the small dog yeah in 2020 in 2021 being such shit show is it just it felt like uh everything that we felt going through all those the, 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 you know, all those emotions just got kind of fucking whirlwinded into the album. And it just, yeah, like I said, didn't leave, really leave any room for small talk. It felt like it was just like, blah. Yeah. This is what needs to be said. And, and that was it. And it was just like, this is this has to be the name. Yep. Like, yeah, it was that simple. That's quite the story. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, your, uh, real quick, your album, Skip the Small Talk, your full length came out again November 18th. We're playing three tracks on the show. Some we've already played up to this point. Let's... Why don't you tell us about those specifically? So the ones that we're, we're playing, Growing and Dying, Feels All Right, and Susie, why don't you tell us a little bit more about those tracks? Sure. Feels All Right is, uh, a lot of people don't know it. You know, I, I have a tendency never to talk about like what certain songs are about because it's like one of those things, it's like you don't want to ruin it for the person that listens to it. But at the same time, with this album, we've been talking about it, and the more we talk about it, the more we're like, we can't not explain this you know so feels all right is about climate change it's a, it's uh it's about uh our numbing acceptance of it and it's uh it's a way that it's kind of just taken over and, and and we've acclimated to it as opposed to trying to change anything about it or trying to change ourselves so uh 
you know, it starts off by saying, do you think it'll snow this summer? Would that make your beach a bummer? It's really just in a sarcastic tone of saying, you know, what would it take for it to, uh, for you to, to, to change or, or like that, that, that show don't look up or that movie don't look up. And what would it take for you to look up? So to speak, what would it take for you to, you know, realize the depth of the situation? You know, it's, you know, the next line is uh, when, when the tide's neck deep, it's tough to dive in. And when you live in the water, better learn to swim. It's uh, it also goes into talking about uh, how we're kind of de-evolving to a degree, because by Darwin's theory, we uh, we, we kind of came from a fish into a, you know, into a standing, you know, mammal organism, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I think uh, our de-evolution is is kind of our our trajectory, I guess you'd say, because when there's nothing else to do but swim, what do you do? You uh, you devolve into a swimming organism, right? Yeah. Or you die. That's of course that doesn't happen overnight. I'm not. I know that's that's you know, not literal. I guess you'd say, but you, you, you get the point. <laughs> right. Oh. Um, right. You know, it's uh. That's really just about climate change and uh, how it feels. All right. It feels okay. It's all sarcastic speaking. Yeah. yeah. And uh. <laughs> That, that, that you know not to go on about that that's that's pretty much the gist of that one because clearly the world is ending though <laughs> <laughs> um, you know plus it, you know it's fun to like wrap things up in you know like weird funny messages into you know things that people like to fucking like pop their head to ironically you know like and it feels all right why am i doing this i don't know and it's like yeah i like that you know it's uh i don't know something about that then I guess growing and dying is uh, I've, I've read a bunch about about a bunch of morbid shit. So it's it's terrible to ask me these questions. Um, it, it's really just on a societal level uh, how we're kind of growing into uh, something that I I don't really think that uh, I would call growth. I don't think it's growth. I think that humans are striving for something that we don't particularly want. It's like you know here's a here's a good example. You ever you ever been on your way to work and everybody's racing really fast to get to work. Everybody's like in a rush. They want to cut you off because they're gonna get to work before you. Mm-hmm. Why do they want to be at work so fucking bad? <laughs> Why? Because the sooner you clock in, the more money you make. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but even not even with fucking corporate, it's like the strict time, and if you, you know clock much, in early, you don't even make money. You know how much time yeah. you save? You save about two minutes. It's crazy. Fucking crushing it, <laughs> right? <laughs> fucking crushing. Or you just beat them to a red light or bullshit. Yeah. I'm just saying it. You know, sometimes we, I, I think that society has this way of uh, racing to things that we don't really want or understand and i think that sometimes we need to step back as uh, humanity as as people and think about what the fuck we're doing sometimes you know it's like the the line is uh if my better being is comfortably numb let us fight through the anguish and undo what we've done this baseless existence the social advance detached from the soul the shell of a man and it's uh really just about just about that it just leaves you kind of feeling hollow when you you constantly feel like you're waking up and, and striving for somebody else's goals dreams uh, aspirations and kind of losing losing yourself in that you know what's left of it so that's what that that's what growing and dying is about well Susie is a lot more uh sarcastic thank god <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's move away sweet. from the existentialism yeah yeah what, what about and um still alive or the other two songs i wrote that they're a lot more serious but Susie actually is like i wrote i i think like in Denver, Colorado, in the van on the way to recording. We weren't even going to put it on the album. And then, like, we realized it was just one of those fast, quick songs. We're like, fuck it, let's throw yeah. it in there. And it's, it's just it's just sarcasm about just, like, 
fuck you. I'm allowed to choose the life I want to live no matter what fucking age I am. So like you could tell me that, you know, like, oh, you got to grow up, Dan. Well, I'm not going to fucking grow up. I'm going to live like a kid until I die. You know, like that's the (laughs) pretty much, you know, like you can't tell me what to do. It's the, it's the, it's the the fun, quirky, fuck you to society. Susie is society. Like, fuck you, Susie. You know, like that's what I named society is Susie. I say AKA Karen sometimes, (laughs) but yeah. So same difference. It's a pretty sarcastic (laughs) song about just doing whatever you want. Yeah, you because know, like I don't know, it's what the fuck else are you supposed to do? Well, because I think again, everyone always thinks they have to grow into this mainframe society paints for them. So it's like you know, you have to grow up and, and be a Stepford wife. You have to grow yeah. up and do that. When are you gonna have your children? Like and, I'm and not. Like you know? we said before, I, I think I have every right to do whatever the fuck I want. So yeah. that's what we're gonna do. And, so that's and, the one I like to really run around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that Danny gets to fucking go yeah. nuts on. So, but I'm playing bass with it this Friday, so I'm not gonna really be able to run around. I'm gonna yeah. be like, this Friday we play the Kingsland in Brooklyn, so yeah. we're pretty excited about that. Oh, it's awesome! Yeah, it'll yeah. be a good time. Hell yeah! I was gonna ask you, so the virtual <laughs> Van Voyage tour—that's something you do while on tour, right? Like when you're not touring, I don't. Are you doing that, or is it just for exclusively on tour? Oh, you're saying, like, are, are we going to continue the Virtual Van Voyage tour? Yeah, that's where I'm getting to, is with your YouTube thing, you're probably not, you know, when you're not touring at home, you know, outside in the front yard or at the park or something, you know, in proximity to where you live when you're not on tour, because that really doesn't go along with the Virtual Van Tour. So, the, the yes, what I was getting at is, is that something you're going to continue here in March and then August? Is that something that goes along with you guys touring at this point? I think, you know, it's it's something that we started because of the pandemic and, and because the world kind of went virtual. But at the same time, yeah, I feel like it's something that we're, we'll probably always keep keep doing. You know, yeah, we've, been, we've been talking a lot about that stuff. You know, there's a lot of things transitioning right now with us and like making some decisions and stuff. So, yeah, I'd say, yeah, that's definitely. Gonna I'd be say there. you could expect some more of that. Yeah, yeah, you can expect a lot more van. <laughs> awesome. So people can go watch your YouTube now, but. Also subscribe that way when you start adding more, they will know. Yeah. When. Oh, for sure. Please Clover's subscribe. curfew. Yeah, Clover's curfew. Please subscribe. We're planning on doing a bunch more videos and uh We got a lot of music videos coming up too. We've which, we've been know. releasing our shows just about just about every show. Danny's been putting together clips of uh I love editing. We do all of our own music videos too and stuff. So like editing is like my favorite thing. Yeah, there's a bunch of content there. There's a lot of fun music videos that yeah. we like we said, we we're do it yourself band, so we do them all, you know, fucking yeah, we, I, editing. Filming, we it. we fucking act in some of them. Yeah, bring the homies in, they act in them. So it's it's a good time, you know. <laughs> Challenge the videographers. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. Uh, Are either one of you videographers? <laughs> uh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Anyone with a little uh, camera on their phone and a video editing app? Yeah, I know a lot of those people. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? Oh, my God. That's all you need. Yeah. Although, really, I mean, there's so much you can do now with the phone. It's crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they, some, they're, they're even showing, like, video, like full-on cinematic videographers are using cell phones for things now, like actual cinematic movies, which is nuts. Like, Whoa, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Well, they make all these attachments and shit now that you could just put on yeah. your phone and, like, it's like, changes the resolution or whatever the fuck. It's I crazy. don't know. Remember back in the day when you just had the... The thing with the skateboarding videos, what was that? Like, like a fish eye? The fish eye. That was like oh, the cool thing. Yeah. I love the fish eye. That was the shit. Oh, yeah. 
And then the GoPro I'm came the- out and that changed everything. Uh, yeah, everything's changed. What have we not covered or what should we know about your band? We have an idea of you know where you've come from, what you've done, and that you are active and March and uh, March for sure because you have dates and places. Uh, August is on the horizon for other places that you might not be going on this March, you know, to Austin and back tour. So, is there anything else that we should know that we haven't covered? Please follow our music and keep an eye out for all that's to come. Right? I mean, Jameson. <laughs> no, you got it. Um, is there anything else that we need to cover? Fuck. No, I think that's it. I mean, we said a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you did. He did, and we just want to make sure we didn't leave anything out. No, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Got the music. Follow the music. Make sure you fucking subscribe to the YouTube Clover's Curfew. Uh, skip the small talks. Our debut album. Definitely check that out. It's worth yeah. a listen. Um, shout out to Low Shelf Recording. Thank you so much to Jesco Payne. We really appreciate you, brother. Also, Justin Longerbeam. Anybody and everybody who helped us fucking put this album together because there was a bunch of people. Thank you. We, we put together an Indiegogo. So if you were involved in that, fucking thank you. Yeah. For um, thank you. Just fucking thank yous. I think that's all we're missing here. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> fucking very grateful. Gotta have people support, you know. And thank you to you guys for having us. Yeah. Fuck. Absolutely. Fuck. Thank you for joining. We you, we are very happy that you did most of the talking because all we, we just got to kick back and listen. It was story time. You guys started telling the stories and <laughs> we just got to sit like and me. listen. No, I feel like I talk too much. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, perfect amount. It was perfect because, you know, to be honest, and this hasn't happened in a while, okay, but we've, we've interviewed new bands and that, you know, they've done a couple songs, maybe played a couple shows. And there were a couple that, you would ask a question and you'd get, we would get like a one or two word answer and then we'd be waiting. Like, uh, <laughs> all right, I guess, I guess we're talking again. Let me, let me try to figure out what you've done as a band. I, I wasn't there, but, uh, let me try to figure this out. And it just was so hard because it's, it's the opposite. The opposite's not good. What you guys did, yeah. fantastic. The opposite, not good. When we're doing all the talking, People listen to our show for the music, you know, and, you know, we talk a little bit in between. But when it's the interview, they don't want to hear us talking. They, they just go listen to the other parts, right? So they want to hear the band talking. You guys were fantastic. It was great. That happened really quick. That my first interview ever before we started playing music together and stuff. Really quick story. I was on the radio and everyone was like, Danny, just make sure, you know, you talk and stuff. And before I started dating Jameson, I didn't like to talk as much, you know, like, and the interview, the guy didn't talk to talk too much either. And I didn't like know that. So it was a live radio thing. and the interview starts and, and he asked me a question. I'm like, yeah. And then it was like, just constant, like, and like, after I called my dad, my dad's like, Danny, you barely said anything. I'm like, I know. So yeah, I get that kind of thing too. Yeah. It's it's hard for us. Five, like oh man. It's it's hard for us because it feels like all right. I guess do we just start making stuff up right here to make this seem a little more interesting for people listening, or or what? You know, because again, not listening for us during the interview. Uh, they they definitely want to hear the story that the bands have to tell. Not you know we don't know their story, so it was fantastic, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, and we definitely hope to see you come August. And, you know, uh, if you're the, the virtual van tour is happening, then we will we'll come out and 
if you film any videos, we'll, we'll dress up in costumes for you. You know, whatever it is you guys are doing, we'll, yeah. we're, we're happy to help and we want to watch. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Some lawn chairs and beer. Right? So. We got the lawn oh. chairs and the beer covered. Yeah. I'll show up wearing nothing but a, uh, a big bird headpiece. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that sounds great. That will be a unique video. Just yeah, just a just wearing a speedo and a big big bird mask. There you go. <laughs> With a beer in hand, of course. Love it. Oh man, that's great. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we look thank forward you. to you getting out here, and then anybody that's going to be along the way between Long Island. By way of the the Carolinas, Tennessee, on the way to Austin, right and back. Yes, sir, that yeah. that's where they need to look. So at Clover's Curfew on your social medias and your YouTube, that'd be a great place to find you. Bandcamp and Pandora, Spotify, and all those other streamings, they can check out all fourteen tracks that you have thus far. Real quick, do you have an estimated time frame that you think? Because you said that you have some others that you're planning on going to record. Is that something that you think you might have done? For August, or is that going to be beyond August? It may be slightly beyond. Right after, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, when you're out this way, even though they might not be finished, we look forward to hearing them. Hell Hell yeah. yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. That was perfect. (laughs) All right. Thank you again, and we'll get on to some more music. Uh, All right. (laughs) Thanks for having us again, y'all. Cheers. Tasnik, dude!
It's Clover's Curfew. The track feels all right. We want to thank Jameson and Danny again for awesome interview, telling us their great story. Yeah, their great story and their hustle behind yep. their music. I love, uh, I love the idea that they have this uh, band where it's, uh, you know, what they were saying, like uh, you can, uh, you can play it as a full band, but it can very easily just be a two man. Uh, Two person project, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two, yeah. Two person project, like a, you know, because just could be the two of them, and they could still get across what, you know, the messages and the intensity in their songs, right. much like how folk songs are. So based on uh, the lyrics, the lyrics are what hold it together, <laughs> right? Well, make sure you follow them on their social media so you can see where they're playing at this month, and then as they stated, uh, coming out west in. August, so uh, New York to Austin and back. That's about where you'll see them uh, this month. So check them out. Mm-hmm. Awesome music. A lot of fun. Like their stuff. Go check out Skip the Small Talk. We're definitely looking forward to later this year when they record again and release. But you can go check out the two singles and trailer tracks, the EP. Go check out that band. Awesome. Clover's Curfew. Great interview. Eric, let's wrap up the show. It's about that time. We're getting to the end. Wrap it up. What do you got? Well, I got, um, since you've been going on the, uh, on the eighties run and are now veering into new metal territory, which I'm going to push off to next episode. I'm not doing anything this episode. We're tight on time. Yes. Uh, consider this a sort of a precursor to that because I have something of a of a new metal song myself. Yep. <laughs> uh, but new metal is not the right term to describe this band, and this band is, in fact, Body Count. You yes. know, the guys that wrote Cop Killer, and there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, man, and so, and so many other songs on top of that. But, yeah, the most recent thing they put out was the album Carnivore. And, buddy, I don't know why I've been sleeping on this record. Because <laughs> I just was like... You know what? I think I ought to give this record a spin. And I did. And then I listened to it on repeat for the last two weeks. <laughs> oh my god, it's a banger. There's so many good songs on there. Like, I, I thought nothing was going to top Bloodlust. Oh god, I was wrong. <laughs> Incredibly wrong. Yeah, Carnivore, it's a great album, through and through. It's got that old school 90s vibe to it where they were still like... In the depths of their thrash and punk run. You know, just kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, riding off the coattails of suicidal tendencies. Because they were the band that really kind of brought the gangbanger motif into hardcore. The, coming from Venice Beach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The suicidals. That's where they start, started. You know, the flannel shirts with the only the top button buttoned and the uh, khaki shorts with the... You know, the higher the socks, the downer the foo. Right. <laughs> We're right. going off on that shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Body Count kind of took that, but took it from, uh, we're just taking the whole idea from, uh, oh, God, Crenshaw. <laughs> so, yeah, bring it, bring in the energy and of the, of all the crack game and all the gang mentality that, that was surrounding Ice-T and his, uh, and his surrogates. Yeah, that was just the uh, that was just their reality, and yep, Ice T made a very promising rap career out of that. But then decided, you know what? I really love metal. I really love rock. So let's go and make Body Count. And yep, Body Count's been through uh, quite a bit. And this album, Carnivore, kills. It is really killed. It it like a carnivore, it does kill. That's what I'm trying to say. 
But unfortunately, a lot of uh, a lot of things uh, surround this album. One is the uh, death of Lemmy, which is which they draw attention to in their cover of Ace of Spades on this one, and they even have <clears throat> they even have a song talking about. Uh, I forgot the I forgot the name. I'll have to I'll have to look that up and I'll come back to you on that. But basically talking about eulogies and how we are so how we just kind of express our love and appreciation for people after they die. Yeah. There's a whole song written about that. Also features the vocal talents of Amy Lee and Jamie Josta. And they even do a re-recording of Six in the Morning. <laughs> yep, give that a whole little uh, metallic spin. But the song that I'm going to be playing is by uh, is inclusive of the vocal talents of Riley Gale. Remember what I said about death kind of surrounding this album? Yeah, Riley Gale, he left us last year. And uh, for those of you who don't know, he was the singer of Power Trip. And he was, uh, he was the... It was supposed to be the new cusp of the crossover movement, and they were. They were the high risers up there with sharing the throne with Iron Reagan and Municipal Waste. But they were the ones bringing in a lot more hardcore kids to thrash shows, at least as of late. But so, yeah, as sort of a tribute to him, and just because I really love this fucking song and body count in general, here is the song with Riley on it Point the Finger.
Nipsey Hussle. That's what he was referring to in the uh, song uh, When I'm Gone. Okay. Yeah, it was just the uh, the outcry and all the, uh, uh, like I said, the kind of uh, eulogies that people were uh, putting out on the internet to, due to his loss. That's what it... That's what I was meaning by uh, you never appreciate what you have until it's gone. Gotcha. Yep. But but yeah, once again, that's just one of the ten songs, uh, unless you got the deluxe edition, <laughs> which includes the six in the morning, uh, uh, God, <laughs> six in the morning re-recording. But yeah, on the ten songs, like I said, you have Amy Lee and uh, Jamie Josta, but you also have uh, Jella Biafra coming in. You have Dave Lombardo on drums in the song Colors. And, yep, the Ace of Spades cover. Awesome. In, in Bloodlust, he covered uh, in Bloodlust, he covered Raid and Blood and Postmortem. In the album before that, he covered uh, Institutionalized. So now they're kind of uh, doing a whole covers thing, dedicating one cover per album for whoever. Now it's just uh, people who have passed. Awesome. Well, uh, real quick, we're going to thank Clover's Curfew. Uh, really appreciate them joining us. We're going to do the end super quick because we're running out of time. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. The bands are found on Instagram at spent.hc, at T-Squares Omaha, at We Are Boring Girls, at Clover's Curfew. Check them out. Check out their YouTube channel as well, the Virtual Van Tour at Body Count Official, at SLC Punkcast. The, I saw the Laura Jane Grace thing. It was really cool. Eric, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me on my personal, at ScaryUncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. My band's Instagrams are Anonymous underscore Band Official and at Heart of Dark 801 SLC. The podcast Instagrams are at Assault City CP, RectCast, Lead Melodies underscore Podcast. And... All that can be found on circlepitradio.com. My band can also be found on Facebook at Anonymous SLC and our site, anonymousslc.bandcamp.com. And Heart of Dark is on Facebook at heartofdark.slc. Also on Facebook is the SLC Hardcore page, at SLC Hardcore. I will be posting flyers on there routinely. Yeah. And uh, keep up to date with my band. we got some announcements coming up for April. Awesome. We'll do that. The bands are found on Facebook at Tiananmen Squares Omaha at rotunda.brum brum at the wake of an arsonist. And <laughs> I was reading that weird. At <laughs> We Are Boring Girls at Clover's Curfew at Body Count Official and the shows at SLC Podcast. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for sticking my way around all the way up to this part. And thank you again to Danny and Jameson of Clover's Curfew. It was a great interview. We gotta go. Play the fucking outro.